0: It's vaxxed or masked.
1: There will be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. They're so threatened by the idea that a conservative speaker might be persuasive and interesting and funny. Yeah.
2: One man's vulgarity is another man's lyric, and I would say one person's offensive speech is somebody else's challenging the status quo, rocking the boat speech. Are you looking for a podcast that contains verbal safe spaces and is free from trigger warnings? If so, you've come to the wrong place, because we expect our conversations to be filled with rigorous debate, discussion, and even disagreement. Welcome to the Socially Sensitive Podcast.
0: Welcome, welcome. I'm your host David, and I'm Wolfie. Yay, Taco's not with us this evening. He uh he's working Taco's a, MIA. Working the midnight hours again, the late evenings. Looking over, you know, I I was going through a few things what we could what we could touch on tonight. And I don't know. Seems like no matter what we uh I get in my head that we're going to start talking about it always ends up coming back to COVID. Even though most of the time throughout my day now, I completely forget that it even exists.
1: Yeah, me too. Well, I mean, unless I'm at work, I do too. I don't, because the only place I put a mask on is, is as I've said in the past is when I'm at work because they require it. Right. But uh, if I'm off, uh, I don't wear it. I don't care. If anybody does ask me if I need one, I just tell them, no, I don't need one.
0: I'm Well, I
1: don't even tell them. I don't, tell them I don't need it.
0: They're like, you need a mask, sir?
1: I'm like, no, I don't need one.
0: Thank you. Well, you are vaccinated.
1: In a way, yeah, I am. I've had the disease, and so, therefore, yeah. I have immunity.
0: There you go. And
1: it's yet to be seen whether or not this is going to be like a chickenpox immunity, which I can never get it again. Or if it's going to be gone in three months, we just don't know. Because there's just so much we don't know about the, the right. COVID disease. Right. And they've said so themselves.
0: Right. Well, the one woman from the CDC, when she was talking about it, that she was giving the examples that <clears throat> whatever, the, there was the one study. I mean, there's been a ton of studies done. But the one study that was done of the that group that – they were a lot of early on that had it that have recovered. That now they were uh, um, nine months out, and it was something. It was it was in the low ninety percent. It was over ninety percent. I don't remember the exact number was that still had the antibodies. And this mm-hmm. is nine months out, and that they were still. i guess the level of antibodies hadn't dropped that much so based off of that it should they should last you know if it's a gradual progression down now like i said we don't know much about it so it could be a a gradual progression down to a year and then your antibodies just go away boom gone and some people is a little faster but in that study the the uh it was over 90% that after nine months still had plenty of antibiotics.
1: Yeah, but with all the lies that they've told us, how can we even well, yeah, know that they say to you have
0: no, no idea what to...
1: You know, this? they could be just, you know, stacking the deck just because, right. you hmm. know. I mean, first they were telling us that masks work. And if you look at the data between the states that made people mask and the states that didn't make people mask and basically left it up to them... The numbers look the same as far as you know, in infection rates, uh, rates of people having to go into the hospital and people dying.
0: Right.
1: It looks it looks almost identical. Uh, If you take the dates off some of the charts that I've looked at, and there's a a gentleman that has has these charts. His name's Tom Woods. He sends out an email, and I get them, and he'll send charts, and he'll be like, "Okay, look." Can you look at this and show me where Thanksgiving is? Where the spike is for Thanksgiving? Right. And you can't unless right. you've got dates on there to say, "Okay, well here's 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 Thanksgiving day." So right. there should be a spike somewhere after this, and there's not. Right. And you can't find it.
0: One of one of the so, biggest spikes that I see when you look at most of it is right around January 6th. It peaked and then Almost every state kind of fell off the cliff after that. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And uh, not saying it had anything to do with the election or, you know, anything. It's just it seemed like that's where most states really peaked was the first week of January. And and a lot of that could be the vaccine. A lot of that could be, I don't know, just a gradual rollout of. I don't know whether, you know, you can't say we've reached herd immunity anymore because they've changed the definition in the Webster's Dictionary. On what herd immunity Mm -hmm. doesn't really include, you know, if you've only had the the virus, it has to include vaccinations. Um, So if you weren't Mm -hmm. vaccinated, they don't consider that as playing a part in herd immunity. Even though, historically, that's always what herd immunity was. hmm Yeah. But, but here's one little clip, I think. Yeah, let me play. I think this is the one. So your decision caught a lot of us by surprise. Why now? And does this mean we are approaching the end of the pandemic?
2: Good morning, George. There were um, several pieces that really went into this important decision that occurred yesterday. One is that our cases are down in this country. They're down about a third from where they were even just two weeks ago. Two is that um, now vaccine is really available to everyone. Um, it is uh, accessible within five miles of 90% of Americans in the United States. We have enough supply now that if you really want a vaccine, you can get it. And then the third is that the science has really informed us, evolving science, even Even just over the last two weeks that these vaccines are working the same in um, in our uh, cohorts in our populations and in the real world as they did in clinical trials over 90 to 95 percent effectiveness in the real world studies that they are working against the variants that we have circulating here in the United States, a study that was just published last week. And that um, if you are to get COVID-19, even if you are vaccinated, that you have a much lower uh, load of virus is largely asymptomatic and you're really less, much less likely to give it to someone else. All- so all of those things happening at the same time is really what motivated our decision.
0: So based off of that, <clears throat> if if we believe a hundred percent of what she said there, which i i don't know I have no reason not to i guess um there's no reason because the point being everyone who has been anyone who wants to be vaccinated now should be vaccinated there's no there's no reason not to it's it's not scarce you can go get it like i said, everybody lives within five miles now. Of a place to get it. Like here in Harlan, there's no wait, there's no um, appointment, it's a walk-up, boom, boom, done, gone. Just minutes. Uh, no, mm-hmm. no cost, no anything. So there's no excuse for someone who wants it to not have it. Now, there's a lot of people, like said, who don't see the need in it, or they feel that they're not whether they're weighing the risks of I don't see the need in getting it because I'm in this age bracket or this age bracket who, you know, if you're looking at it that the only person somebody is jeopardizing is themselves by not getting it because everybody who should be, you know, low immune has it Mm -hmm. or anybody who's concerned with it. Has been vaccinated. So I, d- I don't understand the big problem that you, you know, you, I didn't pull any of those clips, but there's thousands of them. People who are complaining about people not getting vaccinated or not wearing their mask, you know, because the, the basic CDC rule now is if you're vaccinated you don't have to wear a mask, indoor, outdoor, no social distance, no anything. If you've been vaccinated, it's done for you. So that's their, their motivation. That's the carrot on the stick for them to push everybody to get vaccinated. Um, but if, if you choose not to, I don't, I don't know what. Um, here's her, her other little quick clip.
2: What we've done is we've empowered the American people to make their own decisions about their own health.
0: If you choose not to, it's your health.
1: I don't see how she can sit there and say that she's empowered Americans to make decisions about their own health when they tell us you either get the vaccine or you keep your mask on. Right. How's that, giving, how's that giving me a choice? That's, that's uh, not giving me a choice. It's that's, a recommend- forcing me to, no. that's forcing me to do something. That's nudging me in a direction. No, that's that a they recommendation. Want
0: me to that's kind of like the recommendation on a pack of cigarettes. Don't Don't smoke. You have the freedom to make your own decisions for your own health. But if they're going to tell you, they would say, don't smoke. It's just a recommendation. The wearing a mask isn't a requirement. There is no place that's going to enforce that.
1: Nah, there's not. So, I mean, like I said, there's been very few places that have said anything to me about, you know, when I come in with a mask. Right. And, you know, once I tell them, no, I don't need one, they just drop it.
0: Right. And the, looking over the literature for one of the universities here, they, they recommend everybody get vaccinated. It's not a requirement, but they recommend as far as the students, the college students. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't, they recommend that you, Wear a mask if you haven't for your own sake, because they're looking if they're looking at it is the virus is still out there. If you're not vaccinated, not wearing a mask, they think you could possibly still get it, even though based on just herd immunities, because the majority of the people around you are going to be wearing masks or vaccinated. So the, the likelihood of encountering a live virus is dropping every day. So even if you're not vaccinated, not wearing a mask, the likelihood or, but you like having it have had it with your natural immunity. Mm -hmm. So you're not getting it, but it, let's say you've never had it, but still the (laughs) likelihood of you not getting it is still dropping every day because of so many people getting the vaccine and so many people having it naturally.
1: Well, yeah. And the thing of it is, is maybe that, uh, I don't know the half life of this virus I to use a radioactive, term, right? I guess <laughs> maybe there's like a half life of this virus. And once it was put out, it only had, you know, X amount of time to do its work. And then once it got to that, it's basically started to become ineffective, right? Yeah, you know, I mean- because I do believe this was a design disease. Uh, if you, yeah, there was a, uh, Ted Cruz had Fauci in the somewhere asking him questions and uh, he'd ask him about, uh, I don't know, some kind of upgrading the virus or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, well, I didn't send him any money to do that as far as, you know, or it's up something. I don't know exactly what the terminology is. And then Fauci's like, well, we didn't send it specifically for that. So, and then he asked him, he's like, but your organization did fund Wuhan, the Wuhan lab. And he would never admit to it, but right. he already knew that he had. Right. Because he could see it in the budget. You know, they had sent money to the Wuhan. And it's kind of like, you know, it's like the taxpayers send money and they or they, they send it to the government and the government gives it to Planned Parenthood. Right. Yeah, and it's, a, it's the exact it, same the, thing. It's not going to, you know, abortions, but we all know that it is. Right. You know, so it's the same thing. You're doing, to send this money over to Wuhan, and even though you're not earmarking it for this particular thing to make these bat viruses more uh, susceptible to humans, you know that they're doing that work there, and they're going to use that money to fund that research, whether right. they actually tell you they are or not. Right. Well, even if they
0: don't use that money specifically to do it, it's freeing up funds so that no, they, they, they can to, do it. There's that, too. So, there's
1: that too, or they just go ahead and use the American money to go ahead. And do right, it. either way, it doesn't way or matter. Another.
0: It's, it's kind of like pouring water into a bucket. Pour a cup of water into a, a half full bucket, and then go, "Okay, I want you to get that half." You know, I want you to get that half cup of water back out of that bucket. Not any of the other water, just the half cup you poured in. You know, once it's mixed in the pool, it's yeah. There, there's no way usually of of tracking every dollar, every where it goes. And, Exactly, and
1: and he of course he totally just sidestepped the question, you know, by saying, "Well, we didn't actually fund the Wuhan lab to do this research into making these bat viruses uh, to where they would affect humans." Right, and we're like, "Well, okay, maybe you didn't, but you did fund the lab, and that's what he was asking him." Right, he's like, "Okay, he's like, okay, I'll give you that. Maybe you didn't actually do that, but you did send money and fund the lab, and he still wouldn't answer this question directly, which he had, like I said." Dude didn't ask any. I'm pretty sure he probably already knew the answers to the questions that he was asking.
0: Yeah, because that, he was
1: able to look, I guess, at budget and where money had went to
0: and stuff like that. But that, that's so, just a, so. You know, so, just stood up there and just to, lied. Yeah. Well, it's just semantics, is to, you know, working the words around it so that they can technically, I'm not lying. Technically, I'm mm-hmm. not telling you the truth. I'm just
1: right. I'm just talking out of both sides of my mouth at once. Right so that i can save face
0: but here's one clip of one news reporter which
2: Talking to people today about this new guidance and what to ask her, everybody had very personal feelings about it. And I realized I did too. And all these questions, part of it is that I feel like I'm going to have to rewire myself so that when I see somebody out in the world, who's not wearing a mask, I don't instantly think you are a threat (laughs) or you are selfish or you are a COVID denier and you definitely haven't been vaccinated. I mean, we're going to have to rewire the way that we look at each other because the CDC's guidance. Right. See, and that's how See,
1: that kind of mentality is what's going to drive a wedge between American people. Right. I mean, they're already doing but, well, it. They're uh, trying to do we, But w- and, and, we do
0: it on the opposite side. When when I see people that I know out in public recently since this has all happened, since uh, you know, everything's been lifted that I know they've had it. I know they've been vaccinated also. And they're still wearing a mask. Yeah.
1: There should be no, if you've had it and you've had a vaccine, there is no reason on God's green earth. that right. you should Still and, be wearing a mask. And like she, because,
0: she was viewing the people not wearing a mask as a threat. I view these people doing it this way. I mean, they keep throwing the word theater around, you know, that it's all optics. Yeah.
1: It's optics. It's all optics. They've bought into the fear to the lie of the fear. You know, and that's, that's, they're just afraid, you know, because if you ask Democrats, uh, and this was something else that I seen in, in Tom one's email, you know, or no, it wasn't Tom Woods, it was a uh, Bill Maher. Right. He was talking about, you know, Hey, how many people get COVID go to the hospital? And they're like, Oh, about, you know, over 50% of them do. no, And that number is like incredibly, it's a whole lot lower than that. Right. So they've got in their heads at least a lot of these people especially on the democrat side that the the disease is actually a whole lot worse than what it actually is because they're not actually following the science right they're just going with their emotions and their gut feeling and they're saying you know if you get it you know is it you know are you going to die and most of them say you know the the majority of democrats are saying well yeah if you get it you're pretty much dead and when you actually look at the numbers, it's that doesn't substantiate what they're saying doesn't substantiate. So they've been pushed to this point where they're living in so much fear of this disease because right. they don't have the right information. And when you try to give it to them, that's when they start telling, calling you a denier and stuff like that. Right. You know, well, see, they, or that you just don't believe. Yeah, you know, and you can't talk. You can't talk to people like that. Hmm. You got to let them come to their own conclusions. You know, eventually they'll come around and they'll see, you know, they'll find a source that they trust. Who's saying the same things other people are saying. And eventually they will come around or they never will because they don't, you know, they're just so hardcore and and just so afraid of this thing that they'll never come out of it, which is sad.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Even when I wasn't wearing a mask before I got the COVID. I never denied the fact that it existed. Oh no! I mean, I figured there was something that was making people sick. I get it, you know.
0: Well, that's what Uh, I was trying to find something. uh, I was trying to get it to where what it exactly was because I wrote this back back last early summer.
1: Looking at how things are going now, as opposed to back in the nineteen thirties with the rise of Hitler,
0: right. You've
1: got now, you've got a party in America that wants to embrace socialism, which is your Democrats. Hitler was a socialist, national socialist party. You've got uh, Hitler had his brown shirts to go around and cause chaos and destruction. That was their main purpose. The Democrats have Antifa and BLM going around, and they have for the past summer, causing chaos and destruction. So there's two similarities between now and the 1930s. Uh, you got to have a boogeyman. Okay. Trump's the boogeyman. He's the one that's, you know, you, Oh, he's such a bad guy. You, you know? And, and that's why they keep on, they they keep on hounding this man, even after he's out of office, he's their boogeyman, you know? And if you're a Trump follower and thus you haven't had your vaccine. And like I said, and I don't, I don't in any way, shape or form trying to belittle. Uh, the Jewish people by saying this, but that was, that was their boogeyman was, was the Jewish people. And of course now, and like I said with us, it's, it's Trump and Trump supporters and people that just don't want to get, whether they're a Trump supporter or not, if they just don't want to get the vaccine, right? There's your, there's your boogeyman. Now, these are the bad people. These are the ones that we got to deal with somehow. And, of course, there's also the fact that, you know, to travel anywhere in Nazi Germany, you had to have your papers. And now and they're talking about, you know, this vaccine passport. So I see all these similarities from the 30s, 1930s and, and, and World War II time frame to now. And it's, in my opinion, it's very disheartening that we see these things because it looks to me like. People didn't really pay attention in history class, and things are starting to repeat themselves. Right. Which is what everybody ever. That's what everybody says. You know, ignore history to your own peril, because if you, you know, you do it long enough, eventually you're going to repeat the mistakes. And that's what I'm seeing here. All right, I found this. I
0: wrote this. <clears throat> I wrote this back in June of last year. I put liberals seem to think that we oppose the lockdowns and the mask mandates because we don't think that we can get COVID. In reality, we oppose the lockdowns because we know that we're all going to get COVID. Um, Liberals think that we oppose the lockdowns, shut down schools, destroying small businesses because we think we could never get it, but it's opposite of that. It's that we know that these policies they put into place are not sufficient to stop a virus because no policy has ever been sufficient to stop a virus. The public health experts are telling us that these policies are not sufficient and there's nothing they could do to stop it. And they didn't. Um it whether like you were saying, whether you wore a mask or didn't wear a mask and the states that lifted the the mandates early um or didn't have I don't know if like uh, like South Dakota which Granted, they're, you know, a pretty rural area. Um, I don't know if they ever had one.
1: Yeah, I don't think they ever did. I think the governor there yeah. left it up to the people. If you want to right. mask, mask up, if you don't want to, that's your business. And we're not going to ask.
0: Right. So in the Which state- I think
1: that should have been the proper response of every single uh, government from the local level, state level, and the federal level from the very beginning of this. Right. If you feel threatened by this, put a mask on by all means. Uh, and then nobody's, and, and I'm not going to say anything to anybody. If you're afraid of this thing, you know, and you put a mask on, that's fine. That's your, that's you taking care of you. Right. And and that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But then when you come over and you start telling me that I've also got to do it. Uh, yeah. That's none of your business.
0: So I, you know? I don't see the point. Like, even like we were talking with the, uh, the uh vaccine passport or cards or anything that they call them. Um, whether you have been or haven't been, like we said, has no bearing on anyone else. I mean, unless I'm seeing it different, affect it.
1: It's, it's just an, I think it's just another uh, another piece of theater for the whole thing. Another Just another optics. Oh, look, this person has the you know, they've got their COVID. And, and like I said, they're wanting to and, and they're wanting to put these things in place so that you can't travel freely if you don't have it, and that that totally goes against you know the Constitution and that you're supposed to have the liberty to do and go pretty much wherever you want to. Right.
0: But in, but, in, but in, but in play, devil, play devil's advocate for like, a minute to come at it from a medical or from a, a logical, not that the government wants power and control people in their travels. But
1: well, no, they just won't power and control over people, period, periods. especially right. on the Democrat side.
0: Right. But how would if, if let's say you are on the Democrat side, not mm-hmm. in the governing body, but in a, a, a voting Democrat that you want, you think it's horrible if somebody's out there without a mask on that hasn't been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. What logical reason could they have? Ex- it, t- you know. Defend that to me.
1: I can't because they're not, you know, they they were talking about this whole time, how, oh, we got to follow the science, got to follow the science, got to follow the science. But then when the science tells them something that they don't want to hear, they don't want to listen to it. And they go back. And so they're not using actual logic to make their decisions. They're making their decisions on an emotional level.
0: Okay. what's What's, that, emotion, what's that emotional level? I still don't get that part. Other than the fact, like the woman said, she had to reprogram her brain to view them as a not view them as a threat now. So, like
1: like I said, emotional response,
0: right? So, if they realize, okay, that it's because if you, I mean, some people will have a conversation with you. I mean, some Some will. Some Uh, some will just be like, no, you're 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 a denier that not that I deny anything. I believe it exists. I believe, you know, hundreds of thousands have died from it. Um, but I view it as there was n- nothing more. We could have really done than what we did. Apart-
1: I believe there was uh, uh, more that we could have done that we didn't do because uh, Trump went into the hospital with the the disease and he said that they gave him hydroxychloroquine and he uh, turned around and came back out within just a few
0: days. No, he didn't say that. The doctors actually said that they didn't give it to him. He oh, when, they did. When they asked him if they did, he was just kind of he wasn't quite sure. But what they gave him was a m- miraculous. He wanted to imply that it was, but he didn't actually well, say that it was. No, there's
1: also there's also the fact that when I got it, the doctor that I went to ended up giving me ivermectin. So maybe he didn't get hydroxychloroquine. Maybe right. he got ivermectin. Right. But whatever it is they gave him, turned him around, did he quick. Right. Because he didn't, you know, he didn't spend a lot of time at Walter Reed Hospital. He went in. He he tested positive. He went in and he spent a few days there. They took care of him and gave him whatever it is they gave him, medicine wise. And then he left. He right. was good to go. Him and his wife both. So, if you're giving these medicines to the president of the United States because he is the leader of the free world, I think the the main problem is the reason they don't want to let the masks go is because once they do and they don't see anything significant happen, then they're going to be like, you know, we probably could have been going on going and just went on without them anyway, right? Because
0: yeah, you know. which like a big like portion said, of the country was the entire time. Yeah, and and it's
1: like you were saying, it's not that I was, you know, saying I'm not going to get it. You know, I'm Joe Bad Stud, and COVID ain't gonna come around, ain't gonna take me, and, and I don't believe it. I believe it was a, I believe it's a disease. I believe it's, right. it's very deadly. Uh, but I also believe that if you're going to get it, you're going to get it, right. Oh, I know what it was. We were talking about the doctors not doing everything that they could. If they're not prescribing, if they're not prescribing meds, like I said, my own personal experience. I went to my doctor, my family's physician to their office, and I left there with nothing. Nothing at all that would help me medically. Right. Nothing. That's just one. one Sorry, doctor, though. Well, I know. But I mean, if, if you've got if you've got one in a thousand sorry doctors or one in a hundred sorry doctors that don't want to do anything. Then you look at the people that possibly could have been saved. If someone would have done something prescribed something, you know, the the doctor that I ended up going to, she's like, now we're not, I'm not giving you anything new. The meds that I'm going to give you have been around for years. They're safe. They're effective. Uh, And I've had success with them, you know, with other patients dealing with COVID, you know, and having them uh, come, you know, get better and stuff like that. So she had done her due diligence and she was willing to treat people who were in need. And like I said, my doctor, uh, which was, she's a member of Holston medical group. And I don't know if I can do that online or not, but uh, you know, that's where her office is. And if that's their policy, that they're not going to treat people, then now, so now everybody under that umbrella, if they've got the same policy as the office I went to, then all those doctors that are under that umbrella of that organization, when people come to them for help, they're turning them away without giving them anything. Or not giving them anything that's going to be helpful. Right. But, you know, this is supposed to be a deadly disease and every place I went to, like I said, my own physician didn't do anything for me, but the, the two other places that I went to, the only thing they wanted to give me was pretty much over-the-counter medication. Oh, just go ahead and get this or that or whatever. You know, and I'm like, this is supposed to be such a deadly disease, but you want me to take this over-the-counter medication? You know, and like I said, I was continuously getting worse and worse and worse. Right. And and you know, there for a few days, uh, in the middle of it, I think I had days that kind of just kind of melded together and kind of all ran into one. Right. And, uh, just some really weird stuff happens. But, but,
0: but like you said, that's just hor- a horrible doctor or a horrible system. But, yeah.
1: um, but how many of those horrible systems do we have all
0: over the country
1: because they're part of an HMO or, or maybe they're, they're got a controlling insurance entrance or, they're in cahoots, and I hate to say that kind of thing, but well, they're actually a- maybe in a partnership with these big pharmacy companies, and so they're telling them, hey, don't don't prescribe these things, you know, because we're coming up with a vaccine and we want to get it out.
0: Well, I think know? a lot of it is that they just don't put as much effort and care. I'm not saying there's there's some great doctors out there.
1: I'm sure there are, but I found a lot. I found one,
0: but there are a lot that just, um, well, I I went, I had a a doctor's appointment this morning. I always, here, here was my time. I always start my stopwatch on my phone when Mm -hmm. my doctor walks because, you know, you go in, you, you see the nurse she takes your blood pressure does all the thing and then she walks you to the little room and you sit in the little room and my doctor comes in and you know I always start my stopwatch on my phone as soon as he, when he walks, comes in, when he comes in and then right. stop it when he leaves to see uh how how much personal care I'm getting right mm-hmm. for my money can you see my time that's what, 45 minutes? No, that's 45, 45 seconds. seconds. Oh, okay. 45.39 seconds is how long my doctor was with me. That's my, less than a minute. For my annual checkup.
1: Yeah. And that's ridiculous. But yeah. I mean.
0: Now, the it, nurse, it was, I was with the nurse a good seven or eight minutes. Mm-hmm. I, did, I didn't. Tie, I don't time her. Cause they're usually, I mean, they're the ones that do it all anyway. He comes in and goes, "All right, this is this, and this is everything good here. This is okay. See you in six months. See you in a year." See I mean, year, had whatever. you
1: given, have you given, had you given blood so that he could run tests on it? No. So that he could then come back and say, "Okay, you know, according to your blood work, everything's good. Uh, according to what she just did, your blood pressure seems to be fine, and your weight seems to be okay for your height," and blah blah blah. No. Yeah,
0: it was did, did okay. no, an See, entire complete waste of time of even seeing him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is.
0: Other than it's a billable hour. I mean, I think mo- a lot of medical treats patients now as we're an assembly line, we're pushing. It's like a restaurant. The more tables you can turn in an hour, the more mm-hmm. profit you're going to make. So they want to turn him, turn to as many patients an hour as he can. They want to turn him into a waitress. Right. So, and I mean, well, where you talking about the number one and uh, number two leading leading cause of death in this country is uh, cancer and uh, cardiovascular disease? Heart disease, yeah. yeah. What do you think number three is?
1: I don't know. I don't think it's COVID.
0: No, no, no. Medical errors. Yeah. On on most medical errors,
1: which could probably be prevented, you know, if the doctor had taken just a little bit more time to be with their patients. Right. Maybe they wouldn't have made that mistake. But instead, they come in, like I said, they look at this chart, they look at this little bit of stuff, and then then it's making off the cuff decision because they've got to get down the hall. They've got to still see another five patients before the beginning of next hour. Right. You
0: know, and granted, it's ridiculous. Know a lot of them have to make a lot of money. They have, they've got a lot of them probably have a lot of student debt. They're repaying they uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know, but I mean, it all comes down to, but even that the doctors and the preventive, I mean, there's going to be personal risk for anything we do. I mean, we could have locked the country down like China. We could have sealed everybody in their home, had the mm-hmm. military delivering food to everybody. Yeah. Um, everybody, the first responders are all food delivery service. It's so all we're going to do mm-hmm. is prepare and feed the people. Everybody's locked in their homes. If you come out in the streets, you're putting everybody at risk. You'll be shot on sight. Um, but we're keeping everybody in the house for three weeks, four weeks, whatever, and it would have been gone. It would have been gone. Yeah, the virus. I don't think so. Where would it, how would it have transmitted? I'm saying yeah, nobody know, can, can I'm, nobody I'm just, can come outside.
1: They, they they gave us two weeks to to, you know they said two weeks to flatten the curve.
0: Right, but they didn't two do weeks, anything.
1: Two weeks went by, and when we started letting people back out, it started what,
0: spiking. What are you again. talking about? Letting people back out? There was not one day I didn't go out. Everybody well, still uh, went out. I'm sure they probably. There did. were a lot of people that didn't, but that's what I'm saying. Most people still went to work. If you worked at Walmart, you were at work every day. If you worked at, you know, Food City, you were at work every day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But see, like you said, uh, I
1: just, I just, I just, I just think we handled it totally wrong from the get-go. It should have been
0: I think it should just know, stayed wide open and just ride it out. Yeah. I'm in the-
1: I mean cuz the ones that are going to get it are going to get it and the ones right. that aren't going to get it aren't going to get it. Just like with the other uh pandemics that we've had in the past, the Zika and, and right. what were the, some of the other ones? You know? Right. But I mean I know, do, I know lots of the, people for all the other pandemics that we supposedly had in the last, you know, years. They never did any of these things. Right. And but here's an interesting, I seen a meme and I'm not sure if it's actually true or not, but Fauci was given a a speech, I think somewhere down in North or South Carolina, I'm not sure, uh, at a university. And this was in January, right before he was, President Trump should have been uh, sworn into office. And he said without a doubt, you know, he's like, president Trump is going to have a unexpected, you know, uh, pandemic type event. Right. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, how can you say that? Unless you know, and like I said, we were talking about how he, you know, Ted Cruz was drilling him about funding the, the Wuhan Institute over there and stuff like that. How would he know that that's, yeah, but that's uh, that's a pretty unless, easy
0: thing to say, though. Something like that's eventually going to happen because it's always been happening. This was just one of the first big ones. We're well, not first. This is just a big. No, a big. You had one. bird. You had
1: right. bird flu that came out.
0: Right. Like I said, you had Zika. I mean, if you look through the
1: past few years, every year it seems like there's some kind of crazy new disease.
0: Going yeah, out. it's just this one. Yeah, transmitted a lot easier than than a lot of those but it was nowhere near as deadly
1: yeah i just i just found it I just, it's, it's yeah. It's, i don't believe in coincidence i don't think he's i think he had insider knowledge
0: i i don't I think he knew i, I don't, think don't believe he knew in coincidence happened. but i don't believe that our our government or systems are organized enough to pull anything like that off i think that mm. things like that just happen and the, the I'm kind of on the darker side the I just don't think it just happened oh, I do because I don't think it's like all the 9-11 and all that there's no way that they could have pulled anything like that off hiding it's, you know like the flat earthers talking about all of the you know they'll argue that the pilots are all in on it and it's like yeah that's how that, that we're organized enough that we could pull something like that off to trick the rest of the world.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. That's I, I. I can't see why you would compare me to a flat earther.
0: Well, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that the government's not capable of doing any of that. They're not capable I, of giving away free money. Correctly, they still
1: give our, away our to government. Our government s- sends people over into foreign countries to ferment the kind of stuff that we've got going on here now so that they can overthrow the regime that they don't like. Right. So why don't you think they have the ability to do this?
0: They attempt it all over the world, but they don't do a good job at any of it.
1: Well, now that's yet to be, I don't know if I can argue that with
0: you, but name one thing that they've taken over. Okay. Who handles delivery better? The U S postal service or UPS?
1: UPS, but the Postal Service is still in existence.
0: Right. Because we can throw money at it because money doesn't exist. As long as you can continue to shovel imaginary coal into a fire, that thing's going to continue to burn. <laughs> mm. Who, it, do you think... I mean, what's our example would that of, be, of would, would that be imaginary medicine in it? Huh? Yeah.
1: Would that be imaginary burning? Yeah. Since it's an imaginary, imaginary fire? fires What's our, are what, huh? the, what's our example of socialized
0: medicine in this country? We've got what? What's our example of socialized medicine in this country?
1: Let's say probably the VA.
0: Yeah, and does that work at all?
1: Yeah, and, and that's that's one of the things. And you know, before they decide to take over the private sector, right? They should probably straighten the VA out first. Once you show me that you can run the VA system as efficiently as uh, as you say you can you know, run the private sector.
0: Right. Yeah. Health, the, health system. Then maybe then, you could then, talk.
1: Then maybe I would like, okay, yeah, you have actually turned the VA around. It's doing its job the way it's supposed to. And now maybe we can trust you people, but I don't, because you look at the shambles that the VA is in, you know, people not getting the treatment that they need. People, you know, getting neglected and stuff like that and come back when it gets worse. And it's just, it's a mess. Mm. Uh and here's the thing, when they were talking about the, the uh, how the healthcare system was was broken. Oh, it's broken. And we we've got to do these things to fix it. And they're talking about going to socialized medicine and Obamacare and stuff like that. And I'm sitting there thinking and I don't know why anyone didn't ask this question, because it seemed like it would be the one that would. It, it's the one that came to my mind right off the bat is that if the system is broken, you're the one that made the system. So why should we trust you to fix it when you broke it in the first place? Can you answer that question for me, Mr. Or Mrs. Politician?
0: Well, they won't because everything is like a magician while they're showing you the shiny thing over here in this hand. You know, here, look at all of this racism. Look at all these police shootings. And I
1: think it's one of the reasons they didn't like Trump so much is because he went in there. And he had a mentality of a businessman and when he seen a problem, he wanted to take care of it. Right. And he wanted to fix it. And he did on several occasions, at least I know in one because of uh, energy independence. Right. In the four years he was in, we eventually reached a point where we had energy independence and our gas per gallon when he was, you know, coming out of office was down to a dollar seventy a gallon because we were we were Drilling for our own oil here in this country, bringing it out of the ground, refining it, and it didn't cost as much. And so, as soon as Biden gets back into office, you know, we're not drilling oil here anymore and we're buying it from the Saudis again. And so now we're at the mercy of their price controls and it went up a dollar right off the bat. And of course, what all happened with the pipeline was it the Russians that did it or was it our own government that did it to jack the prices up even further? You know, know, I don't know. It could be, it could be either or. Or it could be another group of hackers, you know, that that we don't know about. Right. But it happened conveniently when it did. And, you know, now you've got $3.99 a gallon gas.
0: Oh, well. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. And, uh, um, uh, like we always say, follow us, give us a like, rate, and review. Uh, follow us on all the socials. Sociallysensitive.com socially sense on Twitter, socially sensitive podcast on Instagram and YouTube and the face the books on the Facebooks um, but uh, the face the face pages the face pages the book face um, Oh well, talk to you later.
1: All
0: right, Dave. I'll see you later, man. You have a good... You too. Have fun. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from us, you can go to sociallysensitive.com and follow us on Instagram at sociallysensitive and on Twitter at sociallysense. Thanks again and see you next time.
2: Somebody pray for me. The homies in the sky gon' have to wait for me. I can smell your life.